Welcome to Women Winning It Writing Podcast Show. I am your host, Chelsea McCoy, and this is the show where we talk about all things writing and all things editing from a woman's perspective. This show is brought to you by Your Writing Table, where we help you tell your story, your way, and your words. This show has been developed to discuss the behind the scenes of the book writing journey and the writer's experience. We talk about a range of things from what inspired you to write your book, what your writing process was like, maybe you experienced writer's block. And we also talk about editing because, of course, that's part of the book writing journey as well. Our goal is to provide inspiration, motivation, encouragement, and to break down the myth that writing a book is impossible. If this is your first time joining us, again, my name is Chelsea, and I am a published author, editor, and the owner of Your Writing Table, which provides full-service book writing consulting, editing, and publishing services. I've been writing and editing for over 20 years, and yes, I promise you, I eat, sleep, and breathe writing and editing. For all our returning listeners, thank you so much for being a part of our podcast family. We appreciate you and we thank you for all the support, the questions you send in for topic suggestions and all the positive feedback. Last but not least, thank you to all of our partners who support us financially and help us to continue creating quality content while providing a platform for women writers to share their writing journey, promote their books, brands, and their businesses. If you would like to become a partner, please click on the link at the end of the episode notes for more information. And one last thing, don't forget to follow us. Please follow us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or whichever platform you use to listen to your podcast. All you have to do is click the follow button or subscribe notify so you don't miss out on any of the episodes as they drop. And now let's get into today's episode. Welcome listeners. Welcome. Welcome to another phenomenal episode of Women Winning at Writing. We're so glad that you have joined us for another wonderful episode. And trust me, we've got a great show for you today. Today, you know, um, how many of y'all journal? And I know we talk about this We've talked about it a couple of times on the show, but how many of y'all seriously journal? And when you journal, do you actually take the time to like read what you wrote? You know, I was actually cleaning out my closet a couple months ago. I need to do it again. (laughs) I was cleaning out my closet and I came across some journals from, oh wow, probably about maybe 20 plus years ago. And I just sat there in the floor of the closet with all this junk around me, but I just paused for a little bit to reread some of the stuff that I had written in these journals. And you guys, I was so amazed at myself, the growth, you know, um, the maturity, um, who I am today compared to who I was then. You know, I was in my 20s in that particular journal. And so, you know, how many of y'all do that? I think that is just absolutely interesting. And, you know, have how many of you journal and you are actually planning on using those entries to share with your kids or share with your family and friends? You know, not of course, you know, maybe not the silly stuff per se, but maybe some of the more important things that you wrote down, um, you know, just for legacy, you know, for your kids to know who you were when you were growing up, you know, that sort of thing. And today's guest is going to talk with us about that because that's exactly what she did. She used her journals, not just to write a book, but to literally leave a legacy. And I'm going to let her talk with you about that because it is just so amazing what she has done and you know she has this journal project 
you know, that she did. And it's, it's just absolutely phenomenal. So without further ado, you guys, please help me welcome Merle Saferstein to the show. Welcome, Merle. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Really delighted. Thank you. Thank you for taking out the time from your busy schedule to join us for just a little bit and chat with us. So we're just going to dive right in. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and your books. I'd be happy to. So I have been an educator all my life and I um, I have also loved to write and started writing when I was very young. In fact, when I was nine years old, I remember telling myself that I'd better lead an interesting life so I have something to write about. So that's how it all started. Um, and I have led a life that's been very fulfilling. Um, in 1974, I started writing in a journal. Um, I had written in diaries as a, as a teenager, and those somehow got lost um, when my parents moved. But I had, at the time, I had two children, two small children, and was pretty much stuck at home and needed an outlet. And somehow I picked up a book and started journaling and continued to journal. So for about seven years, I would write periodically. And then in 1982, I became a very serious journaler. And so I was writing every day, sometimes multiple times a day. And at one point, I'd say around the year 2000, I started wondering what I was going to do with my journals and became somewhat concerned about whether I should leave them to my children or not. I always thought I would, but I started realizing that I've really written these journals for myself and that there were a lot of things in my journals that were really for my eyes only. And so that became an issue and I started exploring the idea of really what will I do with my journals. The other thing was that I, I filled, I mean, by 19, um, 1974, no, by 19, um, I guess, no, by 2000, by the year 2000, I had around 340 journals. No way. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it was crazy. It was, I mean, I, I'm not kidding when I tell you I wrote a lot. So I really wasn't sure what I was going to do with all those but I started also wondering whether I had something worth sharing. And in 2002, I decided that I would go back in my journals and read them. So the very first time I ever read any was in 1994. So it was 20 years worth of journals before I even began to read them. And I read them for, for a short period of time and then put it aside. I was going, I did write a book from them, but it was very superficial. I, there were so many things that I was not willing to share and nothing ever happened. It's, it's on a shelf. Um, but in 2002, I said, okay, I'm going to do this seriously. I'm going to go back and see whether I have written anything worth passing along. And as an educator, I kept hoping that I would find something. Mm -hmm. And so I, so I embarked on the project and I divided my life at the time into 40 different topics, mm -hmm. which eventually grew to 70 different subjects. And um, by the time I finished, so I started in 2002, reading, marking the excerpts that I wanted to possibly share, um, 
and then putting them into the computer under the different topics. It was a very long, tedious, crazy project. It took me 14 years to do that. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. I know. I know. I, I mean, I was working. I had children. I had a husband. I had a wife. And whenever I had a free moment, I was in my journals doing this. So now when you what? were writing your journals, what were you literally writing like your day-to-day activities, you know, and just things that happened throughout the day? Or were you writing about specific things? So initially, when I started writing, I was writing very mundane kinds of things. You know, what was going on in, in my daily life, how far I ran, how much I weighed. I mean, things, you know, just recording all kinds of stuff. I also was recording um, things about my children mm-hmm. and about my life. So so it was a combination. But at some point, I realized I do not need to, to write the day-to-day things as much as I do what I'm thinking and feeling. Mm-hmm. So it became, it, it really morphed into something much deeper than originally, you know, what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so after, you know, after those 14 years, I then had um, 70 different topics with anywhere from um, 75 to 450 single space typewritten pages on each topic. And so then I had to decide which topics I was really willing to share. And interestingly enough, as I started going through them, after all that work, I just deleted the ones that I knew I wasn't going to share. <laughs> and I, I kind of, like, when I think back, I think I can't believe I did that. Right. But I also knew that they're still all in my journals if I ever really want that information. Yeah, and, and so I, I whittled it down to 22 topics and then whittled those down to manageable chapter sizes. Okay. Okay. So now what was the process like for you when you, as you were going through the, you know, your older journals and rereading those things that you had written years ago? Well, when I first started the project, my husband said to me, are you going to be angry with me when you get to the parts where you were upset with me? And I said, I don't know. I don't, I don't, we'll see. And one day he walked in the house and I was ready to kill him. And he said, okay, that answers that. Um, so what actually happened was, um, as I went through them, I was on an emotional roller coaster because there were days that, you know, I was, I was in pain over something, um, where I was working through an issue. There were days where I was joyous. And so I went through all the emotions. It was actually as though I were there in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, almost everything that was in my journals, I remembered, which was really interesting to me. Occasionally I'd come across the name of someone and I wouldn't remember, but I realized that by journaling, I remembered so much more of my life than I might have otherwise. And so um, it was very emotional for me and a journey that was a huge gift to be able to go back and realize how how much I've documented in my life and have this tremendous um, advantage of looking back and seeing the growth and seeing where I planted the seeds and watched them grow. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there were just so many wonderful advantages to have done this. 
Yeah, I'm sure it is. And so the foreword is written by, um, you know, a lady who is a journal therapist. Can you talk about that and why journal therapy, you know, might be something helpful for writers? Sure. So in the first volume, um, she she agreed to do the foreword. Her name is Kathleen Adams, and she is really the mother of journal therapy. And so journaling... Um, serves so many different purposes but one purpose is that it really can become our confidant and it is a place where we can work through issues mm-hmm. and um, for those who have experienced trauma for example um, while it's not necessarily great to sit down and, and write the whole trauma what they suggest is writing um, just like five minutes each day and, and just till you can get used to and be able to really examine what went on. Um, but I know for me, when, I, when I've got a problem, I do one of two things in my journals, if it's, especially if it's with someone. I will either write an unsent letter to that person in my journal, maybe, maybe many letters until I really get to the crux of what the issue is and what I need to say to that person and then I'm ready to talk to that person. Or another technique that I use is that I end up um, writing a dialogue between um, myself and the person. And by doing that, what I end up doing is being able to work through the issue with the person. So it's, it's, it might sound crazy, but somehow when the other person speaks, it doesn't matter um, what I what I think they might say. Something comes down on paper, and very often it's, it sounds like it's the person's voice. Mm-hmm. And um, that dialoguing is such a helpful tool. Oh yeah. So sure. the so those are the kinds of things that that I found um, in terms of using the journal in a way to do to do some kind of therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, there there are lots of tools, but I do know that um, John Pennebaker, Dr. Pennebaker, a long time ago, did experiments with with students um, in college and had them write for like 15 minutes about an issue. And after a few days, their stress level was reduced. It's it's really a wonderful way to do self-care. And... um, so I, I highly recommend that as, as something really valuable to a gift we give ourselves. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And what type of feedback have you received from those who have read the book so far or they've participated in one of your journaling circles? Well, what the reason I put this book out there was really twofold. One was to help people understand the value of journaling. Mm-hmm. And the second was to look at my life, not because it was my life, but to look at my life as a mirror into their own lives. Mm-hmm. So what I really want was for people to read my life and see what resonates for them. And so the feedback that I've gotten, I mean, one of the, one of the most exciting things is how many people have told me that they've started journaling as a result. So that's that's really exciting, but also the people are telling me that I mean, a few people have told me that the books. So I've written two now. Mm-hmm. Um, the, that the books have been life changing. Mm-hmm. That um, by reading 
um, and reflecting on my own life, they are reflecting on their lives. So what I have at the end of each chapter are journal prompts so that they, are, they relate to the subject of each chapter and they give the person the opportunity to really think about their own, however, you know, whatever the subject is, however they're feeling. Right, right. And then I, and then I write a reflection on my own reflection of having read these, these um, different journal excerpts and what it meant for me and how things have changed since I wrote them. And um, so that's been interesting. And often in my journaling circles, at the end of the circle, I will say, now let's take three minutes and go back and look at what you've written and write about what you notice as a result of having written. So that's, you know, that's been another tool that I've used. Yeah, and that has, I mean, that's awesome. I absolutely love that. Um, what was your favorite part about writing the books? Or did you have Finish. a favorite part? <laughs> I know, I was thinking finishing the book. <laughs> uh, I think that my favorite part was being able to go back into my life and really reflect on it in a very um, distant way, but but really bringing all that back to me and realizing the tremendous gift I've given myself by being by having this, um, and that that was exciting. The actual um, publishing the book piece for me, what was so wonderful was that I had a fabulous editor, uh, not editor, a fabulous um, publisher and a graphic designer. And the three of us worked so well together and they were very spiritual women and they really understood the project. And that to me just made it such a, such a wonderful journey. So I was really, really grateful for that. That's awesome. I love that. So now here's the big question of the day. What does okay. legacy mean to you? Somebody were to ask you, what does legacy actually mean? What's your definition of it? My definition of legacy is how we live our life becomes our legacy. So what that means is that we, how, how we live, what we do, people watch us, people learn from us. And even if we were not to leave a certain anything, any, any books, any writing, any an ethical will, um, video, anything, we, we leave a legacy just by how we've lived our lives. So people remember us. Um, one of the things I always ask in my legacy classes is, how do you want to be remembered? And then the next question is, are you living your life in that way? And so what I've done is I have, um, for the last um, 10 or 11 years now, I've been teaching classes on legacy and helping people to understand what it means to actually live your life with intention and to live a life that matters because that becomes your legacy. That is rich. And I absolutely love that. And that is so true. That is so true. Thank you so much for sharing that. So are you planning on doing any additional writing or was this kind of it just to get these two, yeah. you know, completed? Well, I, for many, many years, um, I was writing to a man who I met at the beach, um, who was a former priest and we became very close friends. And 
um, at one point he sent me back all my letters and I had kept all his letters and we decided we were going to write a book together without using our letters mm. and so I've got and I'm, I'm not talking just short letters I'm talking 10 15 20 page letters over a span from 1982 until um, actually last year when he died and so this was something that I always thought I would do and what I realized was that he is laced through both of these books and the, our story, our beautiful story, um, was something that while I wanted to share it, I realized I had shared it through my excerpts in the books. And so suddenly, once he died, the project in my mind really changed because I know just I've started to read some of the letters and it's really hard because I I can't talk to him about it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so I'm definitely not ready to do that so I don't know that I will ever write another book but what I do know is that I will continue to journal and for example this morning I was up at five o'clock and from five till six I wrote just just constant writing so mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. I am um I will probably always write. I always say if I was stuck on a deserted island, I would just write in the sand because it's just it's just my need to put it out there, put it down on paper, clear my mind. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that is it. Clearing your mind, just removing removing it from the clutter, you know, and everything yep. that you've got that's you know in there. So yeah, that's good. That is absolutely amazing. So if someone was thinking of writing a legacy journal, something such as this uh -huh. that you've done, what suggestions would you give them on how to get started? Well, I'll, I'll give you a few suggestions. One is that when my granddaughters were born, I, on the day they were born, I started a journal for each of them. And so what I do is periodically I will write, if I'm with them, I write about our time together. And I write about things they've told me or things I'm thinking that I want to share with them. And so that's one form of a legacy journal. Another form, I'll just tell you, um, a friend of mine, so she was in one of my classes. She was 38 years old. She had been diagnosed with um, breast cancer that metastasized her spine after she gave birth to her child. And um, she was so she was 40 when she came into my class. And I had her. I suggested that she start journaling and also do some kind of video for her daughter, with the hopes, of course, that she was going to live. But unfortunately, she died a few years later. And three weeks before she died, her brother called me and asked me, he said, Sarah has asked me to call and ask whether you will take her journals and read them and take excerpts for her daughter, who was just at the time a little girl. And I, of course, said yes, understanding that that was really probably the most sacred journey I could be on. Um, and Sarah wrote her journals purely for herself. It was very obvious when, when I started reading them that they were purely for herself. I mean, there were things in there that I'm sure she did not want anyone to read. And so it took me a while. And I, I mean, I did nothing else but this while I was working on the project mm -hmm. um, and created a, a, a book. I took one of the covers of her 
journals and copied it as the cover and had the book bound for her daughter for when she's like 18 because I think she's you know I want her to be able to really appreciate it and I don't want her to be too young to get the book um, but to do that I consider the ultimate legacy journaling I think that I think that um, if one has someone in mind that you would like to leave something to or if you um, want to leave a legacy journal for a family you know just just journal but but make sure that what you're doing is writing the kinds of things family history the, your lessons your life lessons your values and beliefs but not the you know I would say if you if you're gonna write a book like that and not um, want to have anything so personal you know things for your eyes only but just to do a separate book like that would be a, a lovely thing to do definitely i agree and thank you so much for sharing that because that was like perfect that was absolutely perfect so listeners i hope that you all were taking notes and that you you know got a minute to to hear a little bit about legacy and its importance and doing it through your journals um i think that that's perfect because you're taking your writing and they're not just sitting you know what i mean you're taking them and allowing your family your loved ones to again not only learn more about you but you can tell them you know tell the story of your life leave the message um you know and and just have that um for the family so thank you so much merle this has been wonderful um before we wrap up how can listeners connect with you and get copies of the books thank you so i have a website and my website is merle r saferstein so it's m-e-r-l-e-r-s-a-f-e-r-s-t-e-i-n.com and um, my books are available on Amazon or any place you buy books. Also, uh, through my website, you can order the books through the website. And my website has a lot about journaling and about legacy. So hopefully, um, if anyone's interested in any of that, you can certainly find out more from my website. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I will be sure to include all of that information in the episode notes so the listeners will be able to access it. Well, thank you again, Merle, for being our guest on today's show. You have shared some very rich and valuable um, nuggets on legacy and um, what that means. And so thank you so much. And thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course, you are so welcome. And listeners, keep winning at writing. Until next time, everyone be blessed. Bye for now.